Good morning, campers. Rise and shine. Um, how's it going, guys? It is a cold and shitty day here in Western New York. Um, we're supposed to get this massive blizzard, and it's going to be great old time. Um, building on the back of the yesterday's uh, podcast, I just thought of uh, one thing that I never was very good at with preparation. Um, it never really overly impacted me. It just sucked. Um, but I didn't do it. Always check the weather report. Always check the weather report. Sounds so fucking simple, but it's just like literally check the weather report every time. Just just type it in. Type the, 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 the county in or whatever. And guess what? You will find out a lot of help because you will find out if it's going to be overcast and 30 degrees or whatever. Whatever it is. If it's warm, you pack an extra water bottle. You throw an extra water bottle in your bag. You know, you... So, basically, what I what I always ended up doing was I ended up, in my course of being underprepared and nearly dying of hypothermia and all that fun stuff, at least that's what I felt like was happening, um, I tended to exaggerate on the other side. So, I would rock up with... Excuse me. Um... When I was in Australia, I was in Brisbane, so it was incredibly fucking hot, like, every time. So I really could roll up with, like, a tiny little backpack with my boots, my flag sticking out of them. I knew probably what color. Well, they, we had, they had, actually, there they had a jersey, and that was it. That's all you wore. So you wore red, blue, and gold. And you had blue shorts and blue socks. And that was the kit. So it was like, okay, that was easy. That was, I only had one jersey to prepare. But over here, it's different than that. Um, <clears throat> so it was always hot. And it rained like five days a year, so it was always hot and cooking. So I was like, okay, I know I'm going to need to get a good water bottle. That was about it. Um, but since I came back home, I have literally just accumulated a mass amount of kit. And I've donated a lot of it because I don't, you know, use it. But I never used all of that because I had so much of it. Um, <clears throat> when I say kit, I mean like shorts, socks, jerseys that you just don't ever use because you have like three that you use a lot of and then the rest are just waste um <coughs> excuse me um so in preparation this is mainly for people who have to deal with cold which is a lot of the US um <clears throat> always have two of pretty much everything at least two pairs of socks um if you're in a tournament sometimes it helps to change your socks um, I, my feet get really cold and usually when they get wet, they get fucking freezing and you know, that's how I've almost lost toes. Um, so basically pack more than one sock. Oh, absolutely. Usually you can have one pair of shorts cause your shorts, you know, they get muddy, but that's about it. Um, <clears throat> and you're not really going to change them. I would always throw a pair of underwear, an extra pair of underwear in my bag cause Hey, you never freaking know. And it doesn't take up much space and whatever, or compression shorts, or whatever you want to wear as your undergarment, um, I would always have, like, Under Armour, like, at least a short sleeve one, if not the cold gear, um, again, you don't want anything too ostentatious, I found, like, a Canterbury thing, it was just, like, a, a motley cold gear, which was really cool looking, but it was, like, red and blue on one sleeve, green and yellow on the other, and it just didn't match with anything, so I was like, I, I can't, I don't feel comfortable wearing this because I'm drawing attention to myself. It isn't necessary. 
also look really dumb. Um, so basically be prepared for anything. You know, just have a couple extra pencils. Have a couple, like, a bunch of 3 by 5 cards is what I wrote, wrote my scorecards on. Um, you know, really just for preparation, especially with, like, material stuff, you can never be overprepared. I mean, if you're rolling in with, like, a, a massive card of stuff, like, it's helpful, like, especially in a tournament. Like, if you're in a tournament and it's going to go all day and you get, like, three or four games or two games or whatever it is, you're going to be there a while. <clears throat> so, throw some, throw some like, peanuts in your bag just for a bit of energy. Throw, make, make like, a, a, ster- a thermos of coffee, you know, because coffee doesn't really hurt you much in a tournament. Um... A couple extra pairs of socks, you know. I, I have noticed massive increases when my feet get cold and I take a second to change my socks. It's a vast, vast improvement. Um, what else? I, I, I just, there's a lot of things that you will learn along the way. Um, always have athletic tape on hand. You can't, <clears throat> you can't know when your boots are going to tear up or you're going to get stomped on and a hole's going to get ripped in a, your boot and you need to tape it up and just be like, all right, well, let's get on with this. Um, so it's always just helpful to be like, you know, learn tricks of the trade like that. Um, I know this is probably, you know, you know what else get done. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's just the preparation stuff. Like always check the weather report, know what you're getting into and, um, just be ready for anything. I mean, that's the, that's the identity of the referee. There's this quote that I will read on my, return trip home and um, it's from Marcus Aurelius and it's about life you know life is much more about wrestling than it is standing you know it's about being ready for anything and adapting to it I will find that and not butcher it when I on the next segment but that's enough about prep for now um, so I'm driving to work on a Saturday these are the, these are the probably the saddest drives to work that I get uh, during the warmer summer months because I don't get to drive to games. I don't get to wake up focused and ready to roll. I don't get to wake up and have my, you know, pregame oatmeal, which is, like, you know, good and whatever. And I don't get to take, like, you know, three shits before a game, which I always did. Only refereeing, never playing. But I would, you know, wake up, do some business, you know, do whatever I did, you know. I played a video game, read a book, you know killed time, um, warmed up, stretched, drank water, checked my kid again, whatever. Um, but then I would, you know, like before I left, I would take another one. And then once I got to the game without fail, I don't know why, but I always got to the location, whether it's nerves, whether it's whatever, went number two again. And, um, I don't know whether I was just cleaning out my system, but I have, you know, squatted in bushes before and gotten business done, but I had a great game right after that one. So that was something to think about. <clears throat> Anyways, the pregame day is very exciting, but you're going to go through some jitters. And it's it's right to do so. It's good that you care. Because the thing is, if you're looking at it and being like, I don't care. I don't care about this game. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of games where I woke up and it looked like it does today. It's white tundra and nobody's on the road, and it's miserable as hell out, and that's what I've got to go drive through for two hours to get to where I'm refereeing. I, um, 
it definitely happens. Don't get me wrong. But I think that um, the fact that you're doing it is just good in itself. You're doing it. You're not being like, screw it. You can't call into work because you're disappointing like 50 people or more. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, your jitters are good. Jitters are normal. Nervousness is good. Nervousness is normal. Um, I guess the thing is when you have an emotional response to something, <clears throat> when you have any emotional response, whether you're sad, whether you're happy, whether you're nervous, whether you're you know angry, whether whatever, it's because something has struck something that matters to you. I, I will always remember this. Um, I'm blanking on his name. His face is very clear to me. His name is Greg. Uh, but he was a coach over in Oz, and he, um, I'm slow waking up today. He, um, I was refereeing this just, it, it was just a simple, like, inner squad game where it wasn't even like they put jerseys on, it was just like training, and they go head to head. And I was refereeing it very loose because I knew these guys and I knew what they were doing, and they were getting a bit frustrated, and they're getting chippy, and they're getting, you know, angry, and whatever. And I'm kind of just, you know, refereeing it loose. No, I'll play on. No, I'll play on. And it wasn't like egregious penalties, but these guys were used to a different standard of refereeing. Just, I really was fine with it. It was, you know. But it afforded Greg the opportunity to come. Just He kind of just tapped on the whistle. And he walked in to the crowd of boys, which are like, you know, starting to shove. And, you know, not shove, but, you know, you can tell by the, the heated eyes. And they're not, they're not thrilled. And, um, he just calmly walks to the center of him and he says, guys, you, uh, got a lot of heat in the game. It's going to be pushy. Get a bit chippy. That's because it means something. It's because you care. That's good. And I have never seen a better form of verbal judo than anything than that. Because he literally just turned it on their heads, used their their anger, which was at that point directed at him, even though he wasn't the cause of it, um, and he used it against them to completely take them out. And all of a sudden they realized that their intensity is good. Their intensity is, I give a crap about this. I care. Um, ooh, baby. Hello. Go for it. You got the sirens on. Um, you got a couple police officers driving in front of me because people are... Um, it's snowy out, like I said. Um, so basically, they cared. You know, if something hits you emotionally, you care. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's actually a very good thing. So I... Um, so that's like game day stuff. Like, get your routine down. Like, I, I would always, like, wake up and have oatmeal. I don't know why, but it just kind of... Gave me enough energy to burn through the day, and I would always get a coffee and, you know, go from there. I try to avoid stuff that may be farty and bloated and irritable, because being farty and bloated and irritable is not exactly ideal for a referee. Um, I talked in a couple episodes back about presenting yourself. I, this sounds stupid, and it's funny because I'm a barber now, and but it's at the same time. You don't have to do your hair, but just make sure it's composed. If your hair's flopping all over, I mean, even if it's pulling back in a ponytail, fine. Great. You know, 
but just make it look halfway decent. You know, you don't want to do your hair up. And I've put product in my hair before and, you know, learned a couple things about it. Um, But I think that whatever's going to be as efficient and look as positive as possible, that's the goal. Um, Pre-game, pre-game day stuff. What else? What else? Look up where you're going. Sounds stupid, and I know that this is the age of GPS, but look it up beforehand. Don't just get in your car and punch it in, because sometimes, like, dealing with colleges and you're not dealing with, you know, grown-ups. You're dealing with 18-year-olds who have been given a lot of responsibility and told to communicate things. Um, They don't have the accurate field down. Um, Email them beforehand. You know, usually a lot of... um, systems they have the home team contact the referee and be like hey this is all set this is the time for the kickoff will there be a b-side la da 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 um just be sure to confirm the location and be like all right is this accurate you know different things like that just just to help you out because there's nothing i mean the ref is usually the last to find out anything like i've had entire games changed over and everything and i showed up and another guy showed up and we'd shown up for the same game, and I had been transferred and moved, but no one had told me. So I had to up, break off my routine, and drive somewhere else, which I had no idea where it was, and um, somehow found it and got there on time. Um, yeah, that was not a deal. So just do the prep work beforehand and get ready for it. Um, when I go into a game, I'm nervous, I'm excited. But at the same time, I feel challenged. And for me, I am always the most alive when I feel challenged. When I feel like people are like looking at me and being like, all right, you're running the show now. You know, it's your gig. And when you step inside the pitch and those white lines are, you know, around you, that's your home. And as scary as that is and as intimidating as that is that these 30 people are looking at you and expecting you to be perfect, um... And it is scary, don't get me wrong. The the only thing that you can think of is, I'm going to do my best. And if only we thought about this for everything, right? Um, but just go and do your best. That's pretty much the only pregame advice I can do. Just I'm going to go do my best and do that. Um, I will talk about my pregame chat on the way home after that Marcus Aurelius quote, which is awesome. Um, but I have somehow made it to work without dying and getting run over or falling into a ditch. Um, but that's as good a place to end. I mean, physically and mentally, just be like, okay, do everything you can to keep respect into the game and to just be ready for anything, you know? So, uh, I'm going to yell it all time, and that's it. So, I hope everybody has a great day, and I will uh, talk to you all later on when I'm driving back through much more snow than this, probably. At least that's what they've hyped up, so... Have a good day. Have a good day. Hey guys, um, the quote that I had was, The art of living is more like wrestling than dancing, and that it stands ready for what comes and is not thrown by the unforeseen. So I think of, I think that applies very, very well, well to refereeing or to managing anything. It's just the art of wrestling. And actually what that reminds me of is a um, another quote um, 
somebody said, this is a quote of a quote, but Leah Berard said that it's called an athlete, you know, I want to referee sevens so that every pass is in front of me. And um, while that's a goal, and obviously doing anything that Leah Berard does is a goal, because um, she's awesome, um, the challenge is in um, finding that right stance and finding that right ability to be where you need to be. Um, to be in the mindset that you need to be. I'm going to be a bit distracted today, just letting you guys all know. Um, I am driving through a blizzard. It's not a blizzard. It's not a whiteout. I can see everything fine. It's just that um, the whole doing things and while driving is rather difficult. Um, but I think the whole point of it is they had this, you have this, you know, uh, when you're refereeing, it's, it's helpful to be in what they call an athletic stance. So you're ready, you're, you're available, you're ready to go any which direction. Um, so when you're in that athletic stance, it's much easier to do certain things. Um, so it's important to be in athletic stance. So refereeing is much more. Yeah, like, um, like wrestling than it is dancing. So yay. Um, yeah, that's a good, that sounds cool, right? Sounds awesome. Um, so I was thinking about my pregame chat, and that's the thing that, um, you know, as we're going into it, that's the difficult area. It's the first mark where you're actually addressing the team. They're not just judging you. Um, it's the first time where you are saying, hey, coach, when can I have a chat with your teams? Um, you want to practice this. This is not something that you want to go and just do off the cuff because you will go very long and you will go, you know, into conversation pieces that you don't want to go. And it will, again, the biggest thing that you're thinking of is you're not thinking of, I mean, you're thinking of the information first and foremost. Secondly, you are thinking of how they are viewing you. And if they are viewing you as, you know, childlike, you know, don't know what the hell you're talking about kind of thing, then guess what? They're not going to really listen. You're going to lose respect. And it's that easy. It's that that simple to lose respect that way. Um, so I guess the, um, the thing about your pregame chat, practice it. It should be under two minutes. Um, there, there, now, there is any number of different ways of going about this, okay? There is no one perfect way. Um, the basic things you want to do are you want to communicate effectively and efficiently. You want to say little. I remember I chatted with a guy about this, and he literally he said, well, why would I talk more? I, do, I really do not. There are a couple of things that you don't want to do. You don't want to waffle on and tell jokes or whatever. If you have one joke, fine, make it practiced. But you don't want to tell a lot of jokes. You don't want to try to be a buddy. You want to just portray information. You literally want to be like, guys, here's the situation. Bang, bang, bang. This is what I'm looking for. The rest we can go from there. You know, um, you literally want to just give them a snapshot of what you're looking for. Please, please, please do not go on and on about, well, this is how I'm going to referee this game. I have had, as a player, I have had countless referees be like, well, I'm going to referee this, the breakdown this way. Or I like to do this, or I'm going to be super uber pedantic about something. And it's like, why are you setting yourself up to fail? 
Because all of a sudden, you're setting a standard without even blowing the whistle to start the game at a consistent standard. Instead of just let your words and actions do the talking. Doesn't that make sense? Let your words and actions do the talking instead of your promises. You know? It, it almost reminds me of those, like, those sappy movies that my wife always makes me watch um, that are just like, yes, I'm going to never die, I promise. And it's like, never, no, that's not a sappy movie, but she's always says something like that. You know, there's always a promise that is like, you know, they're going to wait until the 11th hour to do it. And it's like, no, that doesn't really work that way. So just don't tell them what you're going to do. I always love it when people ask me what the law is. And I love throwing it back in their face. You know, guys like, well, what is this? Well, is that a mall? You know, like before, before the game is even kicked off. Remember I had one guy ask and he says, well, what's this situation? You know, if he brings it down from the line out and hands it back and he's out, can we come around the side? I said, well, is it a mall? Well, no, that's not what I'm asking. No, that is what you're asking. Just kind of like, no, this is the law. And then, you know, you kind of have the chance to throw it back on them and test them instead of them testing you. So I don't ask a lot. I don't I really field a lot of questions. I'm patient, but I'm like, hey, guys, we'll figure it out in the game. Let's go. Um, so my pregame chat, I'll, I'll do it to you guys right now just so you can get my understanding of it. <clears throat> First off, I asked the coach uh, when is an appropriate time to do the pregame chat. Um, or when works for them. I, I'm there about an hour early. Um, so that way I give the coach the free time to do it. And, um, yeah, the basics of the pregame chat are, are pretty simple. That You want to go over what you're looking for in the scrums. You want to talk about your priorities. And you want to communicate with the captain. And build, start to build rapport with the captain, if possible. So I asked the coach what time or when is good. He's like, now is good. So like, hey, can I have your front row, front row subs and captain? You want the nine? Not really. Don't need them. You know, just, that was fine. That's enough. So the guys come over. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? It's a lovely day. Excellent. So guys, let me talk about the scrums first. Then captain, I'm going to talk to you. Um, crouch, bind, set. Now let me tell you what I'm looking for for each of these words. But steady and stable is the name of the game, and the rest of it we can figure out in the game. Sound good? Steady and stable is the name of the game. Crouch, I'm looking for you all, th- you three, to bind square so that you can drive square. Ear to ear. Crouch is just ear to ear, steady and stable, flat back, bound square, so you can drive square. Bind, give me a good long bind. Okay. If you're reaching for the shorts, you're reaching too far. But if we're reaching for the rib cage, reaching for their number, we're good there. That's the state. That's the happy medium I want to go. Let's keep off the shoulder. Let's keep off the back of the neck. Sound good? Excellent, gentlemen. Set is just going to be the hit. Hit it and quit. Stop there. Legs not driving. We're not striking for the ball. Keep your feet down so the ball's in the tunnel. And then we go from there, guys. Um, does that make sense? No questions. No questions about that. That's okay. Excellent. Um, guys, my hope today is that the scrum is just a quick restart of the ball. It's not a complete do-over, 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 do-over. With the ball in, ball out. Let's stop mocking about. Fair enough? Excellent. Guys, I'm glad you're on the same page. Captain, what number are you wearing, sir? Oh, I'm wearing 10. Excellent. Uh, Captain, what was your name? 
Uh, Bill. Bill. My name's Tim. Pleasure to meet you, too. Bill. Um, Bill, here's the deal. Um, I want my communication to go through you. If you have any concerns um, that I'm not seeing, please bring them to my attention. I'm happy to look at them and keep an eye on them further. Um, and I'll come to you if I have any concerns about what's going on or if we can manage our way out of a penalty or a yellow card or whatever. I want to chat with you and I want you to dispense that to your team. Does that make sense? Now, Bill, it is a two-way street, so we've got to work together on this. Sound good? Excellent. Now, um, Bill, your job for the day, your job for the day for your team is to lead your team to score more points than the other guy, right? Excellent. Sorry, your goal for the day is that. Your job for the day is to play the best game of rugby possible. Or vice versa, whatever. Your job for the day is to do that, and your goal is to score more points than the other guys, right? My job, or my goal today, is to watch the best game of rugby. So I, I love that we're on the same page here. But my job for today is to remove all the stuff that you're not doing, or that you are doing that is not rugby. Does that make sense? So when I penalize you guys, I'm not saying I don't like you. All I'm saying is do better. And that's really it, guys. So if we can um, get that going, keep that on the same page, I'm really content with that. You guys understand me? We're on the same page. Awesome. Great. Captain, I've got about 20 minutes to kick off. I will call you with about five minutes left or 10 minutes left. We'll do a coin toss. We'll go from there. Sound good? Excellent. Gentlemen, thank you. Good luck. Now, I know that was more than two, three minutes, probably. Um, It's been a while. I'm rusty. But, um... The main points that I said was I focused on the scrums right away. I had the front row's attention. You go with the basics. Guys, nine times of the time, you're giving them basic support, and that's it. And again, 99 times out of 100, you're telling them what you're looking for. If they can't do that, you can free kick them all day. You'll notice I kept it pretty simple. You know, if they're not having a a flat back, if they're not binding squarely, if they're not, you know, keeping that space, if they're not stopping before the, the engage before the ball comes in, all these things are free kicks or penalties. Bang! You're going in on an angle already. Free kick, free kick, free kick, penalty, yellow card, whatever. Um, as you escalate, it just it, it, you're giving them basic tenants. You're not being like, well, I want you to come in at a 45 degree angle, and you know, it, it's not any of that. It's very simple stuff. Um, you'll notice I said. Steady and stable. That is what a scrum should be at all times. You know? Steady and stable, steady and stable. I said it three times. My goal was to say it three times. Emphasis, repetition means emphasis. So, steady and stable. Um, Other than that, crouch. Um, Ear to ear is kind of one of those things where it's either crouch or bind. I'm really okay with either. Um, But crouch, I'm looking for flat backs bound squarely to each other so they can drive squarely. And um, big hill. Um, yeah. Bind. I kind of tooled the wording with the bind. I prefer longer binds. Does that make sense? If we're, if we're on the shoulder, we're immediately going to chicken wing and we're going to get a penalty. Okay? They're going to drag down with their wing. They're going to keep their elbow up until I stop looking. And then they're going to drop their elbow and drag the other prop down, which is not ideal. Um, so if we're on the rib cage, if we're on the numbers, we have a pretty stable scrum already, and it's only a four-inch hit. It's not a big wham, you know, where props go down. Um, so let's bind, keep that stay steady and stable. I don't mind if they reset their feet. 
but they've got to keep that steady and stable. And then set is just going to be that hit, and we're good. You know, that's the end of that. Um, other than that, the pregame chat's pretty simple. I mean, it's really like, I, you'll notice I did not talk about a lot. I kept it very just bang, bang, bang. We're done. Um, the other thing that I do that's pretty unorthodox is I talk with the captain and I say, hey, our goals are very similar. Let's keep focusing on that. If, I can, if you can get the captains on your page, if you can build rapport with them, fan friggin' tastic That's the best thing you can do. Um, one guy that I remember, he uh, coached me a couple times. He, he said, you know, you want to build rapport with certain players. You want to build rapport, if you build rapport with front rowers, you want to build rapport with the captain, you want to build rapport with the number seven, you've got probably the biggest, you know, brains that really matter on the game, and you build intelligence and you build rapport with them, you build respect with them, you're going to do just fine. Um, I think the other thing is, I don't, I really urge you not to be buddy-buddy with them. Now, again, this is dependent on skill level. The higher you go, the less chummy you want to be, the less you want to talk, the less you want to have the captain come up to you and talk, the less you want to have this, you know, this and this happen, because it's, they're, you have to treat them like large children, but at the same time, you're giving them respect. Now, the double-edged sword here as a referee is you hold all the power. If you walk into the front rowers and be like, guys, here's the deal. Crouch. It's going to be the first thing I'm going to say. I'm going to talk to you very slowly and use small words so you know what the hell I'm saying. They're going to be like, fuck this dude. I'm going to fuck this guy over. This, this guy's being a dick. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do that. It's going to happen. Um, so there's really no, no question that they're going to be like, You've already lost a lot of respect because you're treating us like children. You're not giving us respect. I do believe in granting respect. I do believe in saying, guys, hey, here's the situation. You're not stupid. I'm not stupid. Let's act like we know what we're talking about. Crouch, bind, set. You guys have heard this before. If you haven't, bugger off. Um, And we're off. I give the small basic things. The rest, guys, I think we can figure it out. If we're talking together, I'm really okay with it. We don't need to pull the captain every time I say anything to you. Um... Does that make sense? And they're all like, yep, that's cool. Um, I recall one game, it was a Saranac game. I can't remember, it was an old boys game. I think it was like 55s or something like that. It was it was weird because it was a couple years ago, and one of the guys, I can't remember the team exactly. I know one was Connecticut Grays, and the other was like Caves and Ditches or something like that. They're a fantastic rugby club from like Canada. I think it was Caves and Ditches. Anyways, um... The team had actually had, not not Connecticut Grace, the other team had actually had a guy pass away at that tournament. He, I, I think I remember this accurately, he had been subbed off and was going off and said, you guys are acting like a bunch, playing like a bunch of pussies or something to that effect, which I thought was brilliant. Like, that's the essence of the last words of a rugger. Um... And he had a very, very bad heart attack and expired on the pitch. And I talked to the guy who refereed it um, afterwards, and he was pretty shook up. But it's like, dude, it wasn't your bad. Nothing was any part of it that was your bad. Um, but 
I have to go up and talk to these 55-year-old men. I'm 30 years old, 29 years old at the time. And I've got to talk to these gentlemen who have been playing rugby longer than I've been alive. Now, I, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I, I, when I'm clean-shaven, I'm a baby face. I don't even know if I had a beard. It doesn't matter. I look young, which is great. When, I'm, I'm, when I turn 40, it'll be fantastic, but I'm not 40 right now. Um, so I am fully aware of how I look, that I look like I'm a child telling these gentlemen how to play the game that they've played longer than I've been alive. You think I'm going to go through, guys, crouch, find, set is what I'm looking for. Let's work this all, you know, do all these different things. I'm like, no, you know how to play the game. So instead of going through it, even in a very small perspective, I, I, I just kind of looked at it and said, and the other, the other downside of doing an old boys game, at Saranac at least, is that the old boys, they, they have unlimited subs. So it's like hockey subs. The moment the ball is dead, bang, five guys are off, five guys are on. And you're never talking to the same front rowers twice. They got a roster of like 50 guys. So there's really no point in talking to them. You know what I mean? There's no point in buddy-buddying at all or even cracking jokes. It's just, hey, guys. Uh, I think my pregame chat went something like this. Guys, Captain, I'm very sorry for your loss earlier in this tournament. I can't imagine what's going through your head right now. All I can say is there's no shortage of motivation to play this game. Let's play it. Let's play it hard. Let's play it cleanly. And let's play it well. Anything else? Captain, heads or tails? Bang. And you're off. Like, and that was it. And, like, the guy was like, he was my best friend. And, you know, like, it was... I was really, like, sad for the guy. But at the same time, like, it was... I, I think that I gained a lot of respect by choosing that tack instead of... Well, guys, let me talk to you like you're five again. No, guys, we're men. We understand the game. We know what needs to be done. You don't need me to do anything. You need a coin toss. The end. So I think that was a really... Just the right call on my part. Just to be like, hey, guys. You know, let's not make excuses. Let's not bullshit anything. Let's just be like, okay, let's go. Um, So I think really read the situation. If you're a, a... you know, and everyone will approach that differently based on your personal understanding of where you're at. Everyone will approach that differently. You you might be a five foot two little girl. Excuse me, little girl is the wrong phrase. I have known many very short women who are excellent referees, but you might be looked upon as a little girl by the, the old boys that you're refereeing. You might look, and I've seen little teenage. Uh, I've seen teenage girls that have been excellent referees and really just stood up to these these guys who are trying to belittle them and do all this stuff. And it's fantastic because they're going to try that. You have to be aware of that. You have to gain respect any way that you can, but it's much easier to hold on to the respect rather than lose it and regain it. Regaining it is very difficult. Um, yes, yeah, so the pregame chat... Have a plan in mind. The goal is to communicate that you know what you're talking about. To practice it, practice it, practice it. This is something you can do in the car, like I'm doing right now. You know, on the way to the game. That would be part of my pregame ritual. I'd run through my pregame chat, maybe once or twice. Tool a couple words, see what they thought about it. See what I thought about it. And, um... But the pregame chat's really just get the basics down. 
oftentimes I'll even say something empathetic, like, Captain, I am one man out here. It's just me. You guys have 15 sets of eyes, plus the guys on the sidelines. So you're going to see things that I'm not. Please let me know about that. But understand that if you work hard for me and work hard to fix the things that we're working on, I will work hard to see everything that I can. And please, steal these lines, guys. They're helping the game. They're not helping me. Um, So I was just very encouraged by those sentences to be just like, hey, if I can be inclusive a little bit more, if I can get a little bit more buy-in from these guys, then that helps me immensely. Um, Finally made it home. Man. It is a snowy tundra out here. Yeah, it's going to get worse. That'll do. Um, Yeah, I just pulled in. I hope that was helpful in the pregame chat aspect of it, and I will talk to you guys later. Thanks.